For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSL. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And welcome back in third and final hour here on Thursday. And if you missed the conversation in the last hour... A caller called in to say that uh, he lives on Bonnie Street in New Bedford and that the city was out last night giving out sticker, uh, giving out tickets to vehicles that had expired inspection stickers. There's an ordinance in the city that you are not allowed to park on a city street with an expired inspection, inspection sticker. So those who did got a $50 citation for it. Now, it's I'm sure this is part of all of the parking enforcement that the police department uh, has said that they are now uh, stepping up across the city, that they're keeping an eye on for things like people who are parked by fire hydrants, parked too close to intersections. Um, I know I was uh, going through the near north end the other day, and I went to turn down one of the streets, and I couldn't see if there was a car coming where I would be turning in because there were cars that were parked at the very end of the, the the block. One right underneath a stop sign and the other one directly across from it on the other side of the street. So there wasn't that required amount of space. I forget what the number is. But there wasn't a required amount of feet from the actual intersection itself. And so I couldn't see. And I was like, well, now I understand why this is... Why the, you can't park that close to the intersection. Um, so they're out there enforcing these kind of parking issues. And as part of that, it seems that they went out and they hit up all these cars that had expired stickers. So if you live on Bonnie Street or in that area and you haven't gone out to your car this morning, but you have an expired sticker on your car, don't be surprised if you have a little something extra under your windshield as well. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello. How are you? Hi. Um, you're an investigative reporter. Oh, I'll try. (laughs) Um, I remember years ago on this station, there was the same conversation and somebody brought up that lawyers, a lot of lawyers own insurance companies and a lot of lawyers work in the state house. And they make the rules. So if they make the rules, isn't that a conflict of interest? Uh, well, I mean, not necessarily. So there is there is a very strong insurance lobby in Massachusetts because we have so many insurance companies that are based here. So we we have a, a lot of the you know, like Liberty Mutual, uh, Arbella. These are all companies that are Massachusetts based companies that are national companies. So 
there's there's a heavy insurance industry here that I think lobbies for a lot of these these rules to take place so that Massachusetts can kind of be the the um, the test case of what they want to see happen in other states. I think if a, if somebody is a lawyer and they own an insurance company, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're trying to get people as much as they can. You know, insurance is a pretty good racket anyway without having to to create violations for people to have their insurance go up. Really, so, I'm not saying that just because you're a lawyer. I'm saying that a lot of lawyers work in high politics sure. in the state house in Boston. So if a person is in that kind of a position, they have they can make the rules because they they govern the whole state. Yeah, but the 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 people who created the constitution were lawyers too. Yeah, I'm sure they made their own rules. I think I I mean I I see what you're saying. Um, but I don't know if it's as much of a conflict as as it could be. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just my feeling on it. I don't know. Somebody else might feel differently. We'll see if we get we might get some calls from people that totally disagree with me. I know that uh, the the insurance company I'm with, the owner is a lawyer. He runs the he helps run the town of Dayton. He has an office in Dayton. He has an office in a Sonnet. And I don't know how high into the into the state he goes, but he must know people in the state house also. But this this is a conversation that was brought up about maybe 15, 20 years ago on the station. And somebody had brought up that point that so many lawyers work in the high government, and they make the rules for the stickers and whatever. And I don't think things have changed much in those 15, 20 years either. No, I don't think so either. All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right. You have a good day. Bye. 508-996-0500. And uh, listen, I think that insurance, I, I'm talking about how much um, the inspection stickers are a racket. I think that insurance for for a long time, it was something where people weren't getting the the bang for their buck necessarily. I've seen a lot of changes that have happened since you know since I've started driving a car, and I've seen a lot of changes to the insurance industry that has made me feel better about it. I look at things like, and I think you know, bringing in companies like Geico and um, what's the other one with Flow Progressive. You know, I think of those as those have been able to come into Massachusetts and given people alternatives. Because think about this: it wasn't that long ago that you could get those companies in Massachusetts. Well, maybe like what, like a decade ago? I think. I don't know. I signed up for Geico pretty soon after it happened because I had some insurance issues in Massachusetts. If your insurance got canceled, then you had to pay the entire year's premium to get insurance again. What? Like, what kind of an arbitrary, stupid rule was that? So I had a vehicle that wasn't working, that I just was sitting in my driveway till I could afford to make the repairs. 
I let the insurance lap on it, lapse on it. My fault. I had been out of work for a little while. I said, you know what? I'll I'll catch up on the insurance. I'm not driving and it doesn't work. So I'm not putting anybody at risk. I'll catch up on it when I'm working again. That'll be a cost that I cut. Well, the insurance got canceled. As it turns out, I could have just called the insurance company and asked them to put a pause on it, but I didn't know. And so my insurance got canceled. So now I'm trying, well, well, I just got to start a new policy, I guess. Well, then we're going to need the entire premium up front. What? Yeah, no, your insurance got canceled. So now you have to pay the whole premium. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It, it, what what other businesses like that where they say, ah, you know what, we 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 trusted you to make monthly payments, but you didn't live up to that, so now we're going to need it all. If your cable gets shut off, you pay what you owe, and they let you go back to making monthly payments. They don't make you pay the whole year's worth of cable up front. If your cell phone gets turned off because you didn't make the payment on the bill, you pay what you owe, then they turn you back on, you make payments every month. They don't say, oh, we're going to need the entire year's cell phone payment. Such a dumb, stupid rule. So I'm glad that you get people like, you know, businesses like Ico and Progressive to come in to make things a little bit more competitive and to get rid of some of that dumb stuff. Which I don't even know if that's still a rule because I just pay my insurance on time every month. Because, you know, I work. And I'm not in the situation I was in then. But I'm sure there are many other people that have gotten in that same position and were stuck with the same thing and said, well, how am I supposed to come up with, you know, $10,000 for the year to pay my insurance bill, to cover my two vehicles and the full coverage insurance and all that? I mean, thankfully, at the time, I was driving a beater anyway. I believe that's when I, what was I driving then? I was driving my Subaru Impreza. What year was that? 96, 98? That was the car that I, I bought off the side of the road. <laughs> the last car I bought off the side of the road, I paid $600 for it. The guy said, it's $600 if you buy it as is, uh, but it needs a transmission. If you want me to put the transmission in it, then the car is going to be 1500 and I said, nah, I'll just buy it as is for 600 I bought a transmission from the junkyard for 300 bucks, And my brother-in-law put it in for like 100 bucks. So it was still cheaper that way. And that car lasted me years. I think I drove that for... It was the longest I drove a car until the one that I have now. And I think I drove that for five or six years. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it had a problem where it kept blowing the mass airflow sensor, which was like a $400 sensor. But every time it blew, I would just go to the junkyard, get in, get one out of the junkyard for 30 bucks, pop that in, took two seconds to pop it in, and I would just drive that one. It's kind of a fun game. How long is it going to last? It could blow the sensor again by the time I drive home. It could last me two years. I think I probably in that six years I drove it, I think I had to buy like three, four mass airflow sensors. So... I still saved a lot of money without buying one brand new. Can you even do that stuff these days? I mean, now I guess you can get parts off eBay. and The days of just going to the junkyard are gone, though. 
anybody that did that, you remember what that was like. You went into, you got your toolbox, you went into the junkyard, you said, oh, I need, I need this particular part. So you go and you find the car, you take out the part that you need, but then you're looking at all the other cars that are just like your car that are stacked up there. And you're like, you know what? While I'm here, might as well also get this and get this and get this and get this. And you thought you were going there for a $10 part. You go up to cash out. You got a whole bunch of stuff for your car and it still came out to 50 bucks. Like those, those days are gone. And I used to know all the junkyards in the area. Now, I don't know if you can, I know when I would go to Robertson's for parts, you weren't allowed out in the yard anymore. You went and told them what you wanted and they went out and got it and brought it into you. Probably because how many people went into those with their toolbox and shoved a bunch of extra parts in their toolbox. That was kind of like, that was kind of like the thing. My grandfather always did that. Anyway, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in on this or any other topic, we were, if you tuned in late and you didn't get your bear update for today, the bear was seen in Lakeville yesterday. Howland wrote, and, and there's a story from the Boston Globe that you can read at bostonglobe.com where as we're telling all these stories and they're having all these bear reports, this this reporter was going into these town groups and, you know, reaching out to everybody and asking to talk to them. And they cited us in the story and they shared our bear tracker in the story. So very grateful for them for doing that. But even in that story, which was written yesterday, as all of these sightings are happening and people claiming that there were bears seen in, in Rochester the same time that they were seen in a Cushnet and the same time that they were seen in Plymouth, and again, I would question the fact that just because they showed up in a Facebook group at the same time doesn't mean that they happen at the same time. But anyway, the fellow from Mass Wildlife, Dave Waddles, was still telling the Boston Globe yesterday that they still believe that it's just one bear. And until I see a photo with two bears in it, I'm going to assume that it's one bear too. You, you can tell me all you want. How can the bear be in two towns at once? But until I see two bears together in the photo... I'm going to trust Mass Wildlife that it's one bear. As somebody uh, put in the All Things Plymouth Facebook group, well, who am I going to believe, a bear expert or the commenters in All Things Plymouth? <laughs> you summed it up perfectly. Uh, so that's your bear expert, your bear uh, update for today. All right, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. We will take a break and be back in a few moments. <laughs> Welcome back in 508-996-0500. If you want to call in, app chat on the WBSM app. If you want to text in, good morning. You are on WBSM. Oh, Tim, you are such a liberal. <laughs> okay. You, in your entire conversation, you have never recognized that driving, operating any kind of motor vehicle is a privilege, not a right. And that, that privilege requires that you consider the safety of yourself and others. 
Okay, but why does that privilege not carry over in other states? Why do other states not have it? Well, other states do what other states do, just as they do with abortion. Uh, You know, each state is different. People are different in different regions of the country. Um, The fact is, here in Massachusetts, the law is the law, and you have to follow the law. You just made a statement that, oh, you have to pay the whole year's premium. Well, that's a function of your FICO score and your driving history. And for some people, maybe they have to put up 30% of the premium once their insurance gets canceled. Uh, no different than the bank is going to say your interest rate is this predicated on your previous history of, of, uh, of, of credit worthiness. And, and that's perfectly reasonable. Your shock absorber is a, is a huge, uh, safety issue for a motor vehicle is a weight transfer machine. And it works on three axes, roll, pitch, and yaw. And your shock absorbers are there to make sure that you're able to break under all circumstances. Again, if other states don't have to have it, why do we have to have it in this state? This isn't about whether um, um, North Carolina or South Carolina or it's not about that. This is Massachusetts. Sure it is. Massachusetts has its own state laws. It has its own state legislature. Okay, so when when the state decides that they're going to charge you a certain tax, you just roll over and take it, right? You don't say, well, well, I guess that's what it is. So uh, I I live in Massachusetts. I didn't say that. If you've got a problem with the motor chapter 90, the motor vehicle law, then you need to be calling um, Montigny or any one of the state reps and uh, and working on a change of legislation, uh, not uh, telling people that, oh, geez, oh, poor you. The guy who who has his truck uh, that you <laughs> Do started you know what talk with, radio is? Do you know what talk radio is all about? Well, yeah, of course. Of course. You're going to play to your audience. Uh, but what I'm telling you is that driving is a privilege, not a right. You cannot have an uninspected, uninsured vehicle on a public way, period, paragraph. That's the law, and that's all there is to it. And there's nothing fair or unfair about it. Uh, it's uh, a function of the law. And, and whether the law is good or the law is bad, like Lincoln said, all laws should be followed. All right. Well, thank you for the call. See ya. Right. Well, if anybody wants to react to that, 508-996-0500. I'm sure that that person has never, you know, I'm sure he stops at every yellow light because yellow lights mean that you should stop if you can, not you should try to make it before red. I'm sure he stops at every yellow light. I'm sure he follows every law right to the letter. Come on. And and I'm liberal because I think that people are getting hosed on inspection stickers. I think that it's a, it's a scam to have to pay for an inspection sticker on a brand new vehicle. Oh, but it's the law, so we just got to accept it. Or how about this? How about everybody that buys a brand new vehicle says no, and then they force the legislature to make a change on it. But instead, you know, just roll over and take it, right? 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that. Uh, you can also send an app chat message because we are going to be going into the news. Maybe it's easier for you to record a voicemail and send that over and we can play it on the other side of the news. You can do that by opening up the WBSM app and hitting the open line button and recording your message that way. And then I can preview it during the news and play it on the air. Uh, and you keep in mind, too, you can send those any time of day. So it doesn't just have to be during the show. If you want it to be something that we can play in the morning and you want to record it in the evening after you're done with dinner, totally fine. If you want to record something now for Marcus and Chris to play later, totally fine. 
Jack will be in for Barry, but I would say, you know, Barry, whatever, you can do that. It doesn't, it's not limited, and neither are the app chat messages either. You can choose what show you want to send them to. It's a great functionality of the app that you can actually reach out to us pretty much any time. Now, we don't, we don't always have it open. You know, I keep it open on my computer throughout the course of the day in case any messages come in that I need to respond to. But, you know, once I'm done for the day and I close my computer, I don't have access to it, but I'll see it the next day when I open it up. But I've tried to respond to a few messages uh, from folks that were sending in issues that they were having and some things that were going on. Um, again, I will reiterate, I know I keep getting messages from folks about the Howie Car Show. I'm aware that we are having some uh, some audio issues with that show. That's how it's coming down to us from the satellite. So Howie Car is, um, the Howie Car Show uh, is working on a fix for that. And then once they have that in place, it'll sound a lot better. But right now we're just taking what comes down to us from the satellite. So we can't really do anything about those uh, those issues. All right. What we can do, though, is we can go into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. The U.S. Senate is set to take up and vote on the debt ceiling bill the House passed on Wednesday. One element of the bill would require student loan payments to restart. It would put in law that the pause in payments ends on August 30th. It isn't clear when borrowers would have to start making payments again. The new slogan for the Ron DeSantis presidential campaign is Make America Florida. The Florida governor started his Republican campaign this week in Iowa and is looking for financial support at his new website, MakeAmericaFlorida.shop. The site features an array of campaign merchandise for sale, all with the slogan, DeSantis 2024, Make America Florida. Meanwhile, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie does not have high marks in a poll as he reportedly gets set to announce a run for the White House. Michael Kastner reports. A new Monmouth University poll shows 47% view Christie as unfavorable among registered voters who identify with or lean toward the GOP. That's the highest unfavorability rating among all presidential hopefuls tested in the poll. Just 21% view Christie as favorable. Reports say Christie will make the announcement that he's running for president at a town hall event in New Hampshire next Tuesday. I'm Michael Kastner. The owner of the six-story building that partially collapsed in Iowa is being fined $300. Owner Andrew Wold is due in court next week in Davenport to pay a city fine for failing to keep the apartment safe. And also, he has to pay court fees. Demolition of the building has been put on hold as five people remain unaccounted for after Sunday's collapse. Actor Danny Masterson, one of the stars of that 70s show, is guilty of raping two women and could get 30 years in prison when sentenced. NBC News' Miguel Almaguer has more details. The judge in the retrial allowed victim testimony on the alleged use of date rape drugs. This time around, the jury was allowed to hear evidence about the Church of Scientology. All three accusers are former members. Masterson still belongs to the church. On Wednesday, a Los Angeles jury convicted him of forcible rape in the case of two women. The jury said it was deadlocked on a charge related to a third accuser. Masterson, who's been free on bail, was led away in handcuffs. The jury deliberated for seven days before deciding the actor drugged and raped the victims at his Hollywood Hills home two decades ago. This was the second trial for Masterson. The first one last year ended with a hung jury. 
New York City is looking for more places to put migrants with one city official warning the shelter system is buckling. Scott Pringle reports. Well, city officials say they're checking out over 750 additional sites where migrants may be placed. And this is after another 2,200 entered the city last week alone. Deputy Mayor Ann Williams Islam. City continues to do whatever we need to do to support the asylum seekers, but we have reached a point where the system is buckling. She says the city will continue to send migrants to other places in the state. More than 72,000 have arrived since last spring. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. A teenager who was hit by a train in upstate New York was wearing noise-canceling headphones when he was killed. The Broome County Sheriff's Office says the 17-year-old was struck and killed Tuesday morning about 75 miles south of Syracuse. Investigators determined the teen couldn't hear the train approaching because of the headphones. And the Atlantic hurricane season officially starts today. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is forecasting 12 to 17 named storms, with 5 to 9 of those becoming hurricanes. The National Hurricane Center says a system in the eastern Gulf of Mexico has a low chance of becoming the season's first hurricane. In sports, the Red Sox lost their second game in a row to the Cincinnati Reds last night, 5 to 4. Next game tonight at 7:10. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Jump on this roller coaster ride because we're going to be experiencing some summer-like temperatures today and tomorrow with highs into those 80s. Overnight tonight, we're going to be comfortable with lows in the 50s. But by the weekend, cold front moves through. That's going to drop our temperatures down some 20 and 30 degrees, bringing some heavier northeast winds, cooler air, and some scattered showers to the area. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spendler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. At the moment, it is 64 degrees and sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. back in 508-996-0500 little Depeche mode there and if you have Showtime Showtime network is pretty good they, they they've really upped the game lately uh, of course the show Yellow Jackets is is amazing the Waco series uh Waco Aftermath which was a follow up to the Paramount Plus series well the Paramount TV series that came out a few years ago that was uh, pretty well done as well but they also have a lot of great music documentaries and right now they have up Depeche Mode 101 which is a a film that was made in 1989 about some fans that got to actually go on tour with Depeche Mode. So a really good watch if you like their music and uh, and if you miss the 80s. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? What's going on? Not much. What's on your uh, mind? So, <clears throat> you know, with the whole people wanting to revamp the uh, uh inspection system and everything for the for massachusetts it's already been revamped it's been revamped it was revamped about five to six years ago where they tightened the restrictions on these on these little rinky dink inspection stations and these gas stations and stuff like that it's been it's been revamped you can't get away with nothing no more right it's 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 been revamped in a way that's negative for the for the consumer for the consumer and also for the uh, the shops, 
because those guys were passing anybody in any, you know, you could drive a car in there with a half broken frame and they're like, ah, you know, you know, especially I, I, I just don't break the other half. You know, I, I used to drive a, uh, when I was a kid, I used to drive an Oldsmobile Alero and uh, I called it the green monster. The thing was great. I mean, it was a, it was an awesome car and, uh, it had limousine tint on it. You know, I had 2% tint all around. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was go to this one gas station that did the inspections. He knew I was coming. No cameras. They weren't They weren't monitored. Nothing was monitored any, anymore, you know. And I walked. I drove in. He walked around the car a couple of times, and he gave me my inspection sticker, and out the door I was. You know what I mean? But now these inspection stations are loaded with cameras. Every angle you could possibly think of, there's a camera looking at your car. Sure. Or your truck, whatever, you know. But listen, uh, on a lighter note, I've, uh, I've, been, I've, been had, I've had the privilege for the last three days now to be able to listen to you guys 24 hours a day. I've been on a little, I've been on a little we'll say, a road trip. I was going to say, are you getting any sleep? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't want to incriminate myself because there are truck driving rules and laws we have to follow, but... Um, let's just say I've been on a little, on a little paid road trip. Uh, anyways, I've listened now about 24 hours a day and, and, and it's not just the Howie Car Show. It's every single show that's not aired by WBSM. You know what I mean? Like live aired. It's, uh, all the pre well, I don't know if they're pre-recordings or well, not or whatever, but. Is it, is it, is it, uh, Hugh Hewitt? Is that one of the shows that's given them problems? Hugh so, Hewitt, they're uh, on, Mark they're, Levine. They're on the same satellite. Yeah, it's Mark Levine. The issue, from the way it's been explained to me by the engineer, the satellite that they all use is about to fall out of the sky. So they're all in the process of trying to move over to a new satellite. And then once once they do, then everything will be it'll be better. But they have so it's it's basically the satellite that they've been using needs to be replaced, and they haven't replaced it. So that's why you're getting all this drop off. And and this time of year, there's a little bit of uh, atmospheric situations that happen too. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, I, I started contemplating, you know, my, my conspiracy theorist side of me started contemplating the wildfire smoke in the air. Maybe it's setting a signal, some, you know, uh, throwing off maybe. one of the signals. Yeah, that might have something to do with it, too. <laughs> Who knows? But hey, uh, if, you, if you ever have, if you ever notice some significant problems, if you, if you have an opportunity to just make a little list of what times you heard it and you send it to us, that'll be helpful for us to, to reach yeah. out to them and find out. Because then we can ask the, the satellite provider, hey, what happened at this time? And then they can say, yeah, there was a dropout. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll note that. Um, also, uh, I want to I wanna propose a, uh, a law to put into effect that everybody that's had their license for over 10 years has to go back to driving school for at least at least 60 hour re, uh, retraining course. Wow, driving truck driver. Not even just a, a, not even just a retest. You want them to have to go through the school again. Through the school again. As a truck driver on the roads and I've sent you pictures through emails. I've already we've already gone through this. Mm-hmm. I've seen people the texting and driving is out of control. Out of control. I'm completely hands-free right now. I have a headset. All I got to do is push a button, and I say, call WBSM. Boom, I'm on the air. It's that easy. These people have their faces, you know, their phones plastered to their face, okay? Driving down major interstates, Boston, I-93 expressways. They have laptops sitting in their laps while uh, while they're they're writing an email on 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 an iPad on their passenger seat. It's getting out of control. Now, if they could pass a law to where 
uh, if they could pass a law to where, uh, you know, you have, after 10 years of, uh, of owning or, or uh, obtaining your license, you have to go back for a retraining course, 60 hours, mandatory, every 10 years. It's not, I, I, you know, it's getting to the point now where, like, I'm driving by a guy, I'm looking, I'm looking at a guy right now, texting and driving, right, right, right beside a, a tractor trailer. He's sending no, me an no app. He's world. sending me an app chat message complaining about your yeah, phone call. Probably is. <laughs> it probably is. But now, that, that, seriously though, think about it. If everybody has to do that, maybe that'll stop forcing people. Hey, you know, maybe I, maybe do, I shouldn't. Do but do you this. think oh, so? Wow, do you, do you think having to go back to, to driver recertifi- recertification? Do you think that that would cause them to stop texting? I don't think it would cause them to stop texting. You know, I think they should. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I actually have a a fifteen year old. Going into driving school in about three months, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask her if they're actually pushing the whole texting and driving situation. You know, are they actually like, you know, forcing it down their throat not to do it, or is it just like a chapter that you have to read, skim through it real quick, and oh yeah, okay, put it away, and that's it. You know what I mean? I'm kind of curious to find out because. I mean, it's it's getting it's getting out of control. I mean, my people, my my guess would be the instructor is going to you know teach to what the rules are, so they're going to they're going to oh, force sure. it, they're going to push it as being you know don't do it. But that, I mean, I mean, my driving instructor told me always keep your hands at ten and two, and nobody does that. So I'm sure you know just because they say it, the kids aren't going to listen. Yeah, I will see what happens. All, All right, Tim. Right, well, stay safe out there. Oh yeah, take sure. it easy. And uh, we do have to take a break, but if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Yeah, I mean, think about that, right? We were talking about driving safety. How many people actually drive with two hands on the wheel at 10 and 2? How many people actually drive with two hands on the wheel? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Most of the time when I'm driving, my hands might be at the bottom of the steering wheel. And probably just one. You know, the other one on the armrest or on the door or whatever. I'll have to, because it's, it's, I don't even think about it. I'll have to like try to make a conscious effort to see what happens when I drive. I, and again, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm trying to do it. It's not that I'm trying to not drive with two hands, but I just think, you know, absentmindedly, I don't, I don't do it. And I'm sure many of you are the same way. Remember the suicide knobs they used to have on the cars and they made those illegal? I used to have one of those. What car did I have that on? Had to have been like one of my big boat cars. It wasn't my Volari because that I was much older when I had that. Well, not much older. I was like 20, 21. Maybe it was on my Cadillac. Or, ah, I don't know. I've had a lot of cars. A couple of years ago, they did that challenge on social media where... They wanted you to find a photo online of, or, or if you had your own photo, of all the vehicles that you've owned. And I spent the time to go through, and I found every vehicle that I ever owned, a photograph of it, of it, the actual color of the vehicle that I owned. And it was, uh, it was a challenge to, to, to find all of those. But I had forgotten until I started like making the list like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had that car. Oh, yeah, that was a good car. I wonder what happened to it. All right, I got to take a break. When we come back, we will get to those phone calls that just came in. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. Let's go right back to the phones because we have some calls that came in. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. How you doing, Tim? Good. How are you? Not bad. I'm just calling in reference of the last call. Like he says he wants regular drivers to go in and get checked every 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
right, well, tell him he's breaking the law because he just admitted it on the radio that he's driving, you know, his tractor trailer or his truck across country past the hours that he's supposed to be. So maybe he should go back and get his license checked too. Oh, I'm sure so if if if, if he's, he's like he just he just admitted to you that he's breaking the law right on the radio. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm driving past the hours that a truck driver is supposed to drive, and I'm trying to do this, make some money, blah blah blah. I got you, but you know, he's a, he's a hypocrite because he comes on and tells us that we need to get the drivers. No, he's taking a chance at falling asleep at the wheel and killing somebody right now with a big tractor trailer. So people out there listening, watch out for trucks behind you. Okay. Have a good day, Timmy. All right, take it easy. I, I will say, if uh, if John is proposing that people go out there and get recertified, he'll he'll be the first one to get in line to to do it. He's uh, he's certainly somebody that will put his money where his mouth is. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and chime in, a reminder too that uh, they have um, the. I'm sorry. A reminder that the country music festa has been canceled for Saturday. So it was supposed to be taking place this Saturday at the Feast Grounds. It will not be happening due to the inclement weather. And uh, DSY New Bedford sent in an app chat message. Tim, why can't they do that show on Sunday that they had scheduled for Saturday at the Madeira Field? I think it's because the musicians all have other bookings. And some of the vendors probably have other bookings. So this is the time of year when things start to get busy for, you know, not only for musicians, but for the people who... um, are associated with these people that are selling merchandise and all the other things that they might have brought in. So I think it's it's really hard unless you have a rain date ahead of time. And I guess they, they didn't have a rain date for this ahead of time. Uh, unless you have that built in for them to keep that day clear on their schedule, they're just going to book other things. So, again, that's my guess. I uh, I got a press release about it, and they talked about why they were canceling it and you know thanking everybody for all their efforts into to getting it put on, but they didn't say why they couldn't reschedule it, but that would be my guess, is that people that you would have go on Sunday instead of Saturday might already be booked for Sunday. Uh, so what we will see, I'm sure, is uh, some other events popping up from the club to help raise money for the scholarships. Of course, they'll have the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament, but they, they're adding a lot of other events. They want to make sure that they have scholarship money to provide to the students of New Bedford and the surrounding area. So uh, you can read more about that at WBSM.com and on the app. Later on today, we will have, well, right after this show, we will have Marcus, Chris, they'll be here. They'll be talking about a variety of different things. Uh, And then also later on today, Barry Richard is out. Jack Spillane is filling in. And he's going to be talking about the article he has right now at NewBedfordLight.org where he is pushing for the city to put some investment into Dyer's Field, the former home of the Greater New Bedford Youth Baseball League. Jack lays out in his column and shares with some photos that Dyer's Field is not on par with some of the other parks that are around the city. Places like, you know, Brooklawn Park, where the Whaling City Youth Baseball League plays, Clegg Field, where the South End Youth Athletic Association plays, uh, parks like Riverside Park, Hazelwood Park, you know, uh, some of these other spots are getting getting all the love and Dyer's Field seems to not be getting that same attention. And he puts out there that, you know, those neighborhoods deserve to have a nice park to call their own. And so he's going to have a discussion about that today 
with Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver and Ward 5 Councilor Ryan Pereira to come in and talk, Ward 6 Councilor, sorry, to come in and talk about the that issue, how to get this on the radar of the city of improving this park. Uh, Councilor Oliver had a, a nice Facebook post about that the other day where he talked about how much he would like to see and how much the citizens of that ward deserve to have a nice park. So it should be a very interesting discussion later on. And Jack will be talking about some other things as well. Then, of course, we'll have Howie Carr. And after that, Jessica Machado will be here with you with South Coast tonight. So uh, we do have that full slate of programming that you can listen, even if you're driving more hours than you're supposed to. We'll be here for you. And that's the defense. If 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 John got pulled over, you could say, no, no, I'm listening to WBSM, so you know I'm awake. There's no way I would fall asleep unless I'm, you know, listening to Weisberg in the morning. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. And we have a quick app chat message before we'll go to a phone call. This comes from uh, Sick of Miss Toto. I, Sick of Miss Toto. I think I said that right. Uh, in New Bedford, who says the law to have your hands at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel was put before there was power steering. Yeah, that is true. You actually did need to put a lot more oomph into the driving and the steering of a car before there was power steering. Ask anybody that has their power steering go out. Oh, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim, you want to let me get a rebuttal on that? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. So uh, owner-operators in the state, and I'm I'm just speaking for Massachusetts. So owner-operators, private companies that operate within a 150-mile radius, uh, air, air mile radius, do not have ELD uh, electronic log devices. You don't have to have them in your truck. I know I understand the guys, you know, he is, uh, he might be, uh, you know, not ill-informed, we'll say, uh, to the truck driving laws because, number one, I'm not driving cross-country. I never admitted to that <laughs> on the air. Uh, and number two, we don't have to, we don't have to keep track of our logs. Uh, if we are if we are operating within a 150 mile air radius, which I am, so I am not breaking any law. All right, All that just called in. <laughs> well, glad you cleared right, that Tim. up. You have a good day. Yeah. You too. See ya. And uh, that'll do it for today's program. Uh, we will, as I mentioned, we have Marcus coming up. We have uh, Barry is out today. We have Jack Blaine filling in for him a little bit later on. We'll have a very interesting discussion about Dyes Field, and of course, they'll want to take your phone calls on that too as well. Then we'll have Howie Carr. We'll have Jess Machado in with South Coast tonight. Lots of great things to discuss and to talk about. And, of course, I've got a couple of articles that I'm putting together that uh, should be on the on the site later on. Maybe we'll do a little something about the, you know, warning people that just might not be aware that if you have an expired expe- expired inspection sticker on your car and you park on a city road, they can they can fine you for that. $50. So we can maybe let people know about that. But also, speaking of traffic issues, a really weird thing happened in Abington the other day and was caught on video at an intersection in the middle of the night. And I've never seen it before. I've never seen anything like it. So what I'll do is I'll write it up and I will share the video with you and we can talk about it tomorrow. But uh, let's just say if you're looking for a place to have a a dance party at 2 a.m., this particular intersection in Abington might be the place to go. But it's just a it's a crazy video, and uh, and I can't wait for you to see it. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow. And, of course, we will not have City Council President Linda Morad with Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.